0: These are unprecedented times. Most of us are confined indoors for the foreseeable future and do not know what's next. We are also trying to figure out how to deal with this ever-evolving situation, and I believe that our careers influence us to find ways to overcome these circumstances and show us the way forward. On Stories from India's Lockdown, I will talk to people from different walks of life who will share how the lockdown affects them and what they do to keep their spirits high. I am your host, Harsh Doshi. Join me in my journey to listen to different perspectives from people around the country while things hopefully get back to normal. Today, I chat with stand-up comedian Aditi Mittal. You can follow Aditi on Instagram at Adi Mitsi for equal doses of comedy and exercise videos and on Twitter at Auri Aditi. You can also tune into our podcast, Women in Labour, a comedy podcast looking at why women are disappearing from India's workforce, and of course, do subscribe to our YouTube channel. In this episode, Aditi tells us about how she made it to India right before the lockdown, why comedy generally happens in dark rooms, and what she's doing to be productive while being indoors. Hi Aditi, uh, welcome to the podcast, how are you?
1: Hi Harsh. how are you?
0: I'm, I'm very, I'm good. very
1: good.
2: How is the lockdown treating you these days? Dude,
1: I'm having a blast, frankly, yeah. is it? Like, I was, I, I'm thriving in this environment. Um, I think, because uh, as a freelancer in, uh, you know, when regular life is on. Uh, this is a lot of my life anyway. And uh, uh, I've been told that it's already a cliche to say that, oh, quarantine, you mean my everyday life. But here's a cliche. Yeah, I... Quarantine, you mean my everyday life. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but it's, you know, it's, I, I'm having, I, I'm really sort of, uh, like buckling down and uh, doing, you know, a lot of work. My productivity has gone through the loop. I have started cooking. Okay. Which was a survival. Like I'm, I'm a, a what can I say? I'm a connoisseur in eating, right? Um, and so now, suddenly, this side of uh, to be on this side of the sort of kitchen counter, right, has been an absolute delight. Uh, and I have become a much more discerning eater in the days uh, that have happened, that have gone by, because I'm suddenly like, oh, you know, oh, okay, you know, I can taste it. Oh, okay, is that onion? Is oh, like almonds? Who's putting almonds in, you know, Um <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I think, you know, that I mean, it's that's kind of what I've been up to. I think when it started, I was on tour, actually. I was in Malaysia. Okay.
2: And...
1: When I was going to Malaysia, there was no conversation about, I mean, there was like, you know, a few people saying that something's happening, and when I landed in Malaysia, there was nothing, like, there was no checking, there was no anything, and then I uh, got off, and then when I was, literally a day before my show, I was in the hotel, and, uh, you know, and, I mean, like, living in a hotel can be pretty lightly lonely, right, you, you sort of, like, don't see too many people around. I'm sitting in the hotel room and suddenly the news is like lit up about it. And yeah. India is issuing sort of circulars about places where planes can land. Yeah. And I just panicked, okay, because my laptop was on. My, I lost my phone charger, so my phone was not on. I was not able to get in touch with anybody else who was doing the show with me. And I was like, oh my God, what if we all went into quarantine already and they just forgot about me? <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, I was thinking like, I, like, Goa, it was a fairly, like, a high-rise hotel or whatever, so I couldn't even see too much what was happening on the ground. People were there, people were not there. Oh my god, so I was, like, I mean, for the lack of a better word, shitting my pants, literally. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Malaysia itself, then, you know, the next morning, I took the flight. I uh, mean, so bhi you know everyone was like, party, sprinklers, sprinklers, what do you call it in English? sparklers the so sparklers are like aare, champagne like aare, I was like oh shit actually wait sorry should I be using like colloquialisms as such as Mary gone for you are
2: free to use whatever you want that's completely
1: okay 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 um you uh, <laughs> I was terrified okay uh, ha, and we were supposed to do another show in Singapore at the end of that week Okay. And the producer telling me, listen, to the show is still on, so, you know, don't worry and all. We, uh, and I had already got my Singapore visa. So she has been like, listen, don't worry. You know, you come back and all Like luck It's not a big deal and all. Then my mother calls that night itself after the show when they're doing party and my mother calls. And she's like, I listen, uh, so I've heard there are some rules on, uh, you know, planes landing and all. So uh, you're stuck caught now in Malaysia. I started, crying. <laughs> I started crying. I was like, what do you mean by me? You don't have to be stuck anywhere. I want to be stuck with you and she She's like, okay, don't get emotional. But I would prefer it if you were stuck in Malaysia. <laughs> and I was like, great, great. This is the beginning to a beautiful quarantine. And the next morning, dude, I mean, like, whatever. Like, we were out. There. Then, from there only, I left for the airport because I was so nervous about catching my flight. <laughs> Airport was khali, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I landed in Mumbai at 1 p.m. And I, shit you know, there were like 11 people in the entire airport.
2: Wow. And did did anything happen to you at the airport? Like, did they scan you or did anything happen like that?
1: Oh, yes, they did. Actually, yeah, they did. You know, we, uh, so as soon as we, uh, I mean, when we were taking the flight, they gave us these two forms and uh the forms were basically give us like basically tracking information give us you know where you've come from have you been to wuhan and uh, you know uh I, some basic questions uh, do, you, do you have a cold do you have you know uh, uh, are you sneezing are you coughing someone hurt your feelings when <laughs> you, you, la- you landed we had to give one copy of the form you know at one desk and then oh. the other copy of the, the form at the other desk and then the third one there was a, a sort of small queue where there was. A couple of medical students in, you know, full gear, yeah. who were checking temperature. Okay. And uh, and I actually walked out of that and I realized. I mean, I think that was when it all hit me because before that i sort of just been reading news, right? Yeah. And then when you suddenly see it applied in front of you, and I wait that like medical professionals are going to have to carry in the coming months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It's it's staggering. You know, um, and I bring, and I realize I bring it up every time someone's like, Hey, so what are you doing in the quarantine? I'm like panicking, really. <laughs> so, um, this, this is sort of, I it, well, that, is,
2: that, is that is my next question. So, I have the answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. I, like, I'm telling you. I, so, I landed, right. when I reached home, I said, "Mommy, you know, I, I reached home and all. And my mom was out there. So, she comes back home. Then, uh, I said, "Mommy, you know, I'm very impressed. Uh, you know, the temperature oh, is K, the K, the the Yeah. My mother is telling me, what you I what do you mean? She is like going and temperature checking. It's just going to be some random plastic from are holding on your skull, so you're accountable. I do like, I doubt that. She's like, gosh, and you know, this is the thing with parents, no? How they refuse to believe anything. No. our generation has seen first phone, first internet, first TV. Well, virus also we have seen. That's nonsense. Yeah. But so then, I sat at home since then, and, uh, dude, you know, the thing is, for two days, I was like, it's like any, anything, like it's coming back from a tour, so you, you take the next day to in unpack, put the clothes for a wash, you know, get a handle on emails that you missed while you were on tour and stuff, and the second day, I, uh, and actually, ironically, the second day, I, I had a chat with a friend who was a, a doctor in the U.S. And so then, uh, you know, and I was talking to Ashwati. She's like a very close friend of mine from uh, from, from, school. Oh. And she's a gynecologist in uh, Minnesota. And so she just, you know, we, we chatted for a bit. And then she was like, you know, we've been called into duty and stuff like that. Um, because apparently they're anticipating something major. Yeah. Um, you know, at our hospital and stuff like that. And... You know, and i would then seen these medical students and seen them standing there fully geared up but yeah. literally in the line of fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And like, as soon as I saw that, I was senti. Ho main, matab, I realized that I didn't feel anything senti. And so I was just like, I was like, hey, you know, our medical students are going to insta-stories and ja go <laughs> to and then it and then I hit closer to home because I was like, yeah. Oh my god, it's Ashu, like Ashu's gonna be out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and she and Ashu's a gynecologist and uh, uh, she's a prenatal specialist. So she was like, Listen, you know, I mean we are definitely have to be really careful about uh, not making sure that, you know, the virus doesn't spread to the delivery wards and stuff like that because I mean, it's a very fragile place and yeah. oh my god. So I spent that whole evening catatonic. My I just god. sat on my bed and stared at the ceiling and ate chips, okay. Because I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Um, and then the worst is, uh, while I was lying catatomic, I already had a phone call from journalists who are looking for content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then so, like, this, is the, this is your content by the way. So, uh, like, hello Paruti, how are you? Quarantine? majida I said, how are you creating content? Yeah. I said, please, can I finish panicking? <laughs> can I finish feeling like the whole world has fallen on top of our heads?
2: Yeah.
1: And nobody else seems to feel that. Uh, and in fact, you know, this is what I've realized. Like, now I have two separate sets of friends uh, who I sort of catch up with during the day or whatever. And there's a whole bunch of them that don't want to discuss what's happening.
2: Right.
1: So if you're like, hey, you know, I heard that the lockdown might get extended or they found these many new cases. I mean, why to discuss so much this, is... year? Yeah, yeah. Are am like, so, why to? But, the and so then there's a whole bunch, like a batch of my friends who I'm like, yaar, what is going on? You know, is this happening? I heard about this. I heard about this. Uh, you know, we're sharing um, stories of the people that we know that either, sort of like one of my friends yesterday knew this one guy who tried to skip quarantine. Wow. And then, okay. and then, starts like bed, we were like, like Woh hai. you know, I'm going the I'm going the I'm going the So, that's kind of like straddling the line between what's happening outside the house versus what's happening inside the house. So, yeah. um, I and mean, at home I have my mother and my mother like I've realized with me and my mother it's like living in a house. Like it's like a cat and a tiger in the same cage. Um <laughs> and the only thing that the cat can say is, Hey, remember we belong to the same family, maybe like uh <laughs> she's the only defense I have in my life right now. Um and she has, you know, it's like I think we are ready for the past that stage of legends, small talk and top. So now she just, whenever we talk, she's just glowering at me, like to the point that I have this nice tan, even though I haven't gone out, because she's just like, oh how why? You know, <laughs> you go out and you do this, and people pay for it, and that's where you were getting your validation from. Please don't, uh, right. this, but don't bring your work home Aditi um, hmm. <laughs> So that kind of thing would stay at home.
2: So then, um, how how badly are you? Waiting to get back on stage, or, uh, or, or you are not thinking about it at all? Uh,
1: you know, I think I really want to get back on stage for the sake of getting back on stage. But then I think, like, to me, <laughs> a major part of being on stage is that there are people sitting there in yeah, yeah. the audience. Of course. I'm going to my show on March 8th. Uh, I had scheduled, you know, I had four shows, uh, no, three shows on March 8, uh, which mm-hmm. was Women's Day, which was my birthday, okay. Because Women's Day is the only day when everyone remembers that women exist and that they're like, oh, you know, they're, see, you're a woman, they are women, make them laugh, say something about vaginas. Um, and so I had some money to make on that day and, uh, actually before that only I remember being like, I, you know, I, I think if, like in all good faith, uh, if this is happening, I would rather cancel the show. Right um because I don't want to hear, right. hear that like I would die. Right. Uh you know, and I would rather over on the side of caution right. at any given point in time.
2: So like, so this also brings me to my next question, which is that uh, comedians in India have also taken on roles of uh, uh so uh, of a social commentator, right? You you bring up the topic of gender and very validly do so, yes Kunal and a uh, whole, whole lot of other comedians are doing that. In these times, how important is it that you uh, interact with your followers on social media, tell them what, what's the right thing to do, etc.?
1: Frankly, I don't have any illusions about how important I am or the importance of the work I do. And I'm uh, sorry, it might not be the best answer in the world. Um, you know, because I know tomorrow a moral drop Like, if I get sick, it's not gonna stop or affect anybody. Hmm. Um, and so I, I uh, maybe maybe what I feel, uh, you know, that my role should be, um, or what I would like my role to be, if if, if it is being damaged to, or if it's okay, and I think there are dual. ways. Like, the, it is a two-pronged process. For it. One is to Make sure that you know people don't
2: panic.
1: Yeah. That is to bring a sense of solace and um, you know normalcy uh, into this situation because it's not gonna you know I mean actually from the start I mean, it was very clear that this is not gonna be a seven day lockdown or a twenty one day lockdown that this is gonna be a longer term thing. Right. Um, and so in order to do that. Uh I guess like I mean the, the first long of it is to just ensure that if you know what the people watching you are not panicky, the people watching you are not antsy, the people who are watching you are not sort of spreading any false information. Right. Um that I think as someone who has uh uh decent following, whatever. Uh, you know, that is I think one of the roles that we have to have to sort of fulfill it. Um, I think and almost like dig in your feet and do that to make sure that you don't um you don't cause any harm. Right. Right? Right. Um and then the other end is to is to be I guess to be like silly and funny and make people forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I realised that, yeah India mein life is very bad. That's right. Like you know, you you're literally like you walked in from having paid a bribe to park your car and then you paid, you know Forty percent taxes on that ticket you just bought for a comedy show, <laughs> and uh, you know now the person who you were supposed to watch it with can't come because there's trapped there's a gridlock of traffic around the city. Already it's a one day.
2: person
1: who walks into the show is like, oh. And so I think the the uh, second function is to sort of make people forget. Yeah. Um. And uh, to basically diffuse
2: yeah. to basically diffuse the situation, right? I think laughter is a great. Uh, yeah, you, I, predict- you know, like
1: what, one of my favorite things to do is when, you know, there's someone who's coming late for the show, uh and if I'm talking to their catching you know, I'm like, Hey, you know, who are you here with? And then like, oh, the other person hasn't come yet then uh, what I'll do is I'll take a bunch of information from them about the person so that by the person when the person walks in they just like yeah. are terrified that the comedian <laughs> all this stuff about them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that that would be, yeah, do would be
1: shocked. And i ask something embarrassing always, like.
2: Okay, so how are you finding Bombay as a ghost city right now? Do you like this version of Bombay more or?
1: You know, so I, actually, you know what, going back to your previous question, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah. also ties into uh, this, is I, I am really trying to go back on sales. Okay. I'm really, I'm really eager, uh, and I'm really looking forward, not eager, but I'm really looking forward to when things are going to settle down, and, you know, at least the first wave of the, um, of the virus subsides. Right. Um. Of, I mean I'm mean, really hoping that they find a vaccine or a cure or at least that it's not as communicable I hope it mutates I hope it yeah. mutates into making all our cheeks very rosy. okay that's <laughs> not great uh, that's all the most effect of the coronavirus is that we all look happy that's, um, that's how it should mutate yeah and I, I really am looking forward to that because and stand-up comedy is a very live media. like stand-up comedy is extremely about what is happening in that moment in that room with the 50 people or the 300 people or the 1400 people that are sitting there with you and feeling something in that moment um it's kind of like i like to call it writing in the sky oh where it just happens for the people who are looking and then it vanishes
2: yeah wow okay
1: and I think that like, to me, that feeling is almost sacred and I enjoy it so much in that moment. Because, you know, I mean, comedy in general also, the sound of laughter is either the sound of uh recognition that I see what you're doing and I think it's either ridiculous or, you know, I enjoyed it um, or it's approval. Okay. <laughs> and, and I am... I mean, I don't know if it's really obvious, but I am what they, uh, what, uh, internet souls call an attention people. Okay. And <laughs> so it's kind of my currency of existence, <laughs> Um, and so I, I do like, I, you know, a whole lot and I, people, and now everyone's like, oh my god, get on Zoom and do a show. I'm like, yeah, lag, Comedy Comedy's about timing, yeah. I'm like, hey, punchline, and then 40 minutes later someone's like, <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Absolutely, absolutely no even like live shows also don't compare to the videos on prime like for me personally as a uh, as as an audience right even if like the room is enjoying that joke because i think there's a different vibe in the room but probably it may not hit home with someone who's watching on the screen so i exactly get what you're saying Hena. Right, right i mean
1: that i mean, dude, I mean yes also like like if you like stand up comedy rooms in general, there's a whole psychology behind, you know, the the dynamics of a group. Um, mm. it's like we if you've noticed all stand up comedy rooms, they try to keep the audience in the dark. They'll only yeah. focus the spotlight on the performer. Right. Primarily because people don't laugh otherwise. Because they feel embarrassed to laugh. Because you wonder who is watching them laugh. Only the first two rows will be somewhat visible to the performer. Right. But then the, we give the anonymity and the cover of darkness to hmm. people to just be able to laugh at whatever the um, yes, happens. And that is a, it's a, it's a sort of controlled environment uh, where the only variable is the people.
2: Right. And that's
1: why it works so well. Um, like I, I know that when the earlier uh, com- uh, the comedy club that came out uh, that was here for a while uh, was Canvas Laugh Club yep. they even had soundproof ceiling and soundproof back wall okay. because when people and that's what we try to do I mean why, why are most stand up comedy rooms you know like low ceiling because then when people at the back laugh it hits the top of the wall it hits the back mm-hmm. of the wall or oh, not yeah. at the top of the thing a ceiling and then rolls back at you as okay. I a mean, performer. You're, you're sort of thriving on that, right? It's like a given take almost with the audience. And that is just sorely missing. And you know, I've done so many interviews and I'm like, I don't know what I'm I'm like, I'm interview you the And so, I like, now it's you know, And I'm like, how to now so explain all this? Not you know, just yeah. environment. Wo. So I'm like, Not yeah, are yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it is now completely different and nobody's going to go out anymore. And stand up comedy has changed as an art form for it. But i right. also to be anything We have, you know, there are two two classifications of comedians there are YouTubers and then there are stand up comedians. And YouTubers are the ones that sort of make, but they're also called comedians. Like in India, the market is uh, very muddy, right? Really right. Like, like even if you do funny videos on Instagram, they'll call you stand up comedian. Okay. Like, uh, you know, stand-up comedy on stage because you a stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to veer more towards the stand-up comedy on stage. Like, my, dhanda, my earnings have taken a massive hit, uh, you know, for the next three months. And mm-hmm. that's fine. It's really, I don't I do. I have a house, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I that's,
2: that's right. But then what happens to people who probably like uh, left their job thinking, okay, the the sun is shining brighter now in comedy, left their job early this year and now it's completely gone.
1: Uh, so, to, in fact, the thing is people who are currently in jobs and were doing comedy are worried about losing their jobs because they know that with this, yeah. the economic impact is also going to be there. So, they might lose their job.
2: Right. By the end
1: of three months, they will definitely not be able to go comedy.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Like even if shit gets better or you know, comedy shows start again, I mean, they won't even have the backup savings to be, be like, "Ha, okay, I'll you know, go to my job and I'll uh, this thing," because you'll have spent it all in the uh, lockdown.
2: Absolutely. How much time did it take for you uh, to like completely be able to sustain yourself on comedy? Like, how much time without making any kind you of?
1: You know, i appears, and I Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I actually think, because, I mean, there was no the industry we were around for the first two years, but we were doing it. was we no industry. That's we right.
2: That's right, and yeah.
1: We'd call and be like, can we come to your restaurant? And they were like, do you want garlic bread? And I'm like, no, <laughs> 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 It wasn't, it wasn't anything economical." And then, three and a half years in, I, I got my first manager when I was 16 in the 16, right? The ones who got managers were like the, the, this thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was just me 16 to work myself into you know, uh protection itself
2: and that of course has nothing to do with the lockdown but you know it's a, it's a testament to kind of how the industry non existent. Right, right, right. Well, you've been but but you said that, you know, even and, and I completely relate to, uh, relate to you. You said that you're operating at a hundred and fifty percent, right? Like every day is like extra karte hai. And you've been putting out all these exercise videos in the morning, right? Oh,
1: because I was quite obsessively exercising before that also. Yeah. What they call uh, a psychopath. Uh, so <laughs> when people ask me, I love it I love it too. I love it too. I, I, I love it so much. You. Whenever I go to people or whatever, and someone says, you know, I'm really inspired. by our pastor, just made this video you to find the motivation. And I am like, you that you are my motivation. Maybe I see wow, you're good.
2: But then do you have like do you have hecklers? <laughs> do you have hecklers on the uh on your following sync Why are you uploading work or videos? I'm sure that must also be happening. Oh yeah. today only I put out a, I did one thousand kicks. Wow I on my Instagram handle ID, A
1: D D Y M I C Z D Y certain club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I put out a video and I uh <laughs> and so, why is this funny of them? all your schedules combined. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what are you populating you bought <laughs> <as> a after? <laughs> and we'll be like ha 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 and I was like but but there's lots of I people mean, I mean especially if you're a human woman on the internet, tell you thousands of people who come to tell you how you should exist as a human woman. Whether it's on the internet or in the real life.
2: Yeah. What has changed for you in this lockdown? And uh, I mean Will your priorities change after you go back or like do you have have you been thinking about anything and you know? Uh, is there any internal uh you know, looking like looking within yourself and all of that happening with you as well or Yeah,
1: to be where else you look like laptop like you have to find the Like I've learned it with a super casual, super like you know, like, I, I mean, I would even horrifically say, non-working person. Because I'm not a to to the So I'm not going to to But I'm going <laughs> And I'm really worried that once this is over, I'm not going to be able to go back into like, formal artistry mode. Because so, I'm just going to be like, yeah, go to the hang out. Um, that's one thing. The other thing, um, like in terms of my own priorities, that have changed. I think I need to read a lot more. I think I need to read, like, uh, because we, there are, there are sort of two ends of the creative process, right? You can't output if you don't input. Mm-hmm. And I think for a very long time now, we've all been living on output. We're all sort of, you know, how are you entertaining? What is the context? Mm-hmm. You know, put up a video, mm-hmm. you know, say something ridiculous. And I think this is the time that I know that I'm gonna. I've, I've been consuming. I've been reading a lot. I've been, you know, uh, talking to a lot of people. I've been deepening the relationships that I already have. And so, yeah, I think I will definitely come out a changed person, you know. That's what if I, because I, I mean, even isn't it ridiculous that you can? Add, I mean, that it, this is a real, this is a world where we can say stuff like, if I make it through. And so, I mean, this is all very dystopian and very once in a lifetime. And I. Like people are still like, oh, you're so rude and you're so blatant and you're so cold. And I'm like, you're not to my blatancy and is you like, I I I mean, one, sharp No one will save No one will And I really hope that as a as a it will be reprioritized.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, these things.
2: Yeah.
1: That's
2: right. So, I'll uh, end the podcast with the last question. Uh, what have you been reading? Because you said you are reading. What have you been reading? And what have you been watching? Yes! What Yes! Would you like to... yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right now, uh, I am reading uh, this book called The Great Entertainers, which is a reader's digest uh, compilation mm-hmm. of uh, interviews from like some of the most uh famous entertainers of all time and it's actually a part of my dad's collection of books. I, uh, in fact, this time I had the, I've, um, because I lost my dad two years ago and I've had the time now to dig into his collection. Okay. And um, and so the one I'm currently on is called The Melancholy Clown, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is the uh, interview of uh, uh, Groucho Marx.
2: Okay. Which, <laughs> which I think uh, which Elvis has been fairly
1: entertaining
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. and I really really enjoyed it okay are you watching anything uh, anything
2: you'd like to recommend I'm watching Doctor Who okay
1: that's 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 the bandana David Kenan I'm not sure I'm not sure he's there yeah he's <laughs> a David 10NN 10 10NN 10NN and and it's I mean, you know what, I, I was also like, this is the time to catch up on the stuff, like I, I actually religiously avoided Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones, because oh I was yeah. like, I'm too cool that I share. <laughs> um, so I am now lowering my coolness and uh, catching up on all
2: those series. <laughs> it is
1: David Tennant.
2: Tennant, Tennant, yeah, whatever. Kuch to bhi hai, Tennant. Tennant hai, <laughs> uh, okay it was uh, very nice to talk to you
1: sorry you too Varsal thank you so much for thinking of me
2: thank you thank you so much for coming along uh, thank you bye
1: have a good one wash your hands don't touch your mouth and keep with your elbows
2: okay <laughs> thank you
0: thank you for listening Stories from India's Lockdown is available on Spotify and Anchor. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. If you have any feedback, questions or want me to interview someone for the podcast, reach out to me on harishd711 at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at See you soon on another episode of Stories from India's Lockdown.